Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. This show is designed to help small business owners, salespeople, and aspiring entrepreneurs master every aspect of business success. We've got a great lineup of guests and topics scheduled for you. We'll be talking about everything from sales to employee issues, from technology to social media, from work-life balance to exploring uncharted territory. Participation is welcome and encouraged. Your host, Diane Helbig, is a world-class author, speaker, and business development coach. Be sure to check out her latest book, Lemonade Stand Selling, on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. And now, on with the show. Well, good afternoon or good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, as we said, we do welcome your input. So if you are in the chat room, you can type something in and I'll share it with our guests. If you're on the phone, you can press 1, and that will let me know that you have something you'd like to share with us. Today's show is sponsored by Zarka Financial. Zarka Financial's 25 years of business have included a strong commitment to educating their clients and others on timely and important financial topics and basic financial principles. They offer a full range of planning services for individuals, employees, and business owners across Northeast Ohio. Please visit www. ZarkaFinancial.com, and that's S-Z-A-R-K-A Financial.com. This radio show is now streaming on Stitcher Smart Radio, so you can get it on your mobile device, iPad, laptop, or Palm. You can go to Stitcher.com to gain access. Today's guest is Jane Applegate. Jane is one of America's most respected small business experts. She's the author of four books, including 201 Great Ideas for Your Small Business, published in all formats by Wiley. She's the host and producer of Tech Essentials, a new online show about small business technology sponsored by Microsoft. Jane's company, The Applegate Group, creates original web and video content for big companies serving small business owners. Clients include Bloomberg, Cox Communications, Microsoft, and Pitney Bowes. A former syndicated columnist for the Los Angeles Times, Jane covers small business for OpenForum.com, Bloomberg.com, and other websites. She's produced small business programs for Bloomberg, CNN, and CNBC. For more information, you can visit www.theapplegategroup.com, and Jane will be sharing with us towards the end of the show some um, details about her her show, uh, Tech Essentials. Welcome to the show, Jane. Thank you. It's great to be with you. I am so excited to have you with us. I um, truly enjoyed your book, uh, The 201 Great Ideas, and so I actually want to dive right in. I know that um, the the name of the show is, you know, the top ten great ideas, but I am curious before we actually get into the top, how did you come up with the 201? It's an interesting number. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, Diane. The, the original edition of this book stemmed from a contest that I ran when I was a small business columnist for the L.A. Times. Um, people were always sending in their ideas and pitches, and the column from the beginning was, was totally user-generated. I mean, I did get some pitches from PR people, but people would see themselves in the column and write in. And so... It was actually pre-email, which sort of tells you how old I am. But anyway, (laughs) uh, so I thought it would be fun to have a contest and have people write in, you know, the best business solution they had, the best idea they had, and the only catch was that it had to work for them and their business (laughs) and that it might be transferable to another business owner. Uh And we got about 2,500 responses. It was amazing. The column was uh, in syndication at that point. Um, so then, uh, you know, my agent said, this this is a book, you know, because they're very distinct short chapters and they're very specific, just one yeah. idea from one person. And then um, it was actually the marketing department at Bloomberg Press, which published the book initially, <laughs> that said, 
You have to have a great number in the title because my one of my first books was called The, the 101 Toughest Small Business Problems. Ah. So it was kind of a play off that. So I said, okay, this you need a number. You know, 99 had been used. So anyway, we just <laughs> we just settled on 201 great ideas, and um, it's fun and it's it's you know memorable and it's it's an an easy number to remember. Exactly, that's right. That's right. Wow, that's fabulous. Thank you so much. See, and you know, interestingly for the audience. Um, one of the things that I so appreciate about that is that, that really what we're saying is um, you, you don't have to get locked into, you know, some of the, these ideas that we have about the way things should be done, you know. If you have 201 you know, or you need a number, pick a number, you know, that, that a lot of people get hung up on the, the, the detail and don't just say, okay, here it is, and I'm doing it, and I'm throwing it out there. And and it is, you know, it's a great book. So it's got a lot of really, really good content in it. So Thank you. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun, and I was asked to revise it. This is actually the third edition that's available um, on Amazon, and hopefully people will support their local booksellers and go in and ask for it It'll, and order it yeah. locally. Um, but um, I was asked to just revise about a third of the book, but so much, you know, the world of business yeah. is changing so at lightning speed, and there was so much on technology that needed to be updated. So I actually literally started at page one and and wrote rewrote the entire book. Wow. <laughs> so it's very fresh, and for people who are out there who say, oh, no, I already have that book. I mean, if you don't have the third edition, you don't have all, you don't have the most current information. Right. Wow, good point. Thanks so much for bringing that up, and, and things are changing so much. I imagine you'll be doing a fourth edition. Um, that or I'm thinking I have another few more ideas out there, and ah. I'm, I'm really um, enjoying my, you know, the research that I'm doing about um, technology and tools. And, um, yeah. you know, there's just no way to, to be an ostrich anymore. I've, you know, when I speak <laughs> and I'm running around the country, people say, oh, I have somebody else dealing with the technology and the web and the cloud and what kind of server do I need? And I say, no, no, you as the business owner, you know, you really right. need to be large and in charge when it comes to your technology. So um, so that's kind of, you know, where I've been, uh, my work has and my writing has been leaning in the past couple months. Got it. Well, it'll be great because you're right, and that is changing so frequently that I think one of the problems small business owners have is keeping up with all of it. You know, it seems like every time you turn around, there's something new. Right, right. It's, it's it can be overwhelming, but you know, it's like anything else. It's a key piece of the building blocks to success. And uh, you know, you don't have yeah. to be a rocket science to, scientist to run a successful small business, but you have to you know, really be willing to set your ego aside and ask for help. And that's why yeah, right. shows like yours are great. And you know. Any the most successful business owners are always out looking for new information, and if right, you're not, that's right. it's going to kill your business. Yeah, yeah. Wow, really big, good point. So speaking of that, um, speaking of killing your business, um, what do you think is the biggest challenge facing small business owners today? Is is there one big thing that that you know that that you notice? Well, I think that, um, you know, if we'd been talking a few months ago, I still would have said the Great Recession and all the financial headaches. But I think now the biggest challenge is, you know, an attitude adjustment and positioning your company for growth. I mean, I I have traveled all over the country last year. I did about 20 speaking events, and that's how I propel my reporting (laughs) by speaking and reporting wherever I am. And I yeah. think people just have to, you know, adjust to what we're some are, some are calling the new normal, doing a little bit um, more with less, yeah. and really think about, you know, that this is the year that people should be um, hiring and promoting and just, you know, standing up tall and saying, okay, we've been through this horrible time. Stop pointing fingers and just get back to business. Yeah, boy, I'm with you on that. And I have to say that, at least in Northeast Ohio, uh, it feels like companies are doing that. Manufacturing is up. It's hard to find skilled labor because they're working, actually, you know, now here. And it seems like, you know, a lot of people are saying, okay, you know what, I just can't wait anymore. You know, either I 
you know, and, and there's not a job to go to. I got to make this thing work. Right, right. And there's also, um, I think, another challenge, which is a, a good challenge, is there's incredible pent up demand for goods yeah. and services. You yeah. know, we all know people who've said, "Oh, you know, I haven't done anything to my website. I haven't, you know, finished my new logo. How, you know, everything was on hold while we we're in the doldrums, and now." People are rushing around saying, oh, my gosh, I can't even get an agency to look at my project because they're so busy, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> so, um, or I can't, you know, I need help and I can't hire people because they've all been scooped up by my competitors. So, again, you know, this is a time that you don't want to be snoozing and losing. You have to, there's just people need stuff done. And if you're a service provider or you have um Products. I mean, I've talked to car dealers who were selling, you know, more trucks. I mean, people who kept their cars together with, you know, rubber bands and bubble gum <laughs> <laughs> are now out, out saying, oh, my gosh, you know, we need yeah. some new vehicles here. So yeah. I think if you sell any kind of product or you offer a service, this is when you start flying the flag and saying, you know, okay, I'm ready to serve you. We've been sitting on our hands too long. Let's get back to work. Yeah, boy, I, I so agree with that. I, I think, too, you know, that that for those companies and those people where the bottom really didn't fall out, it is. You're absolutely right. It's time to get back on the horse, you know, get moving, start offering those products and services. And, and you know, for me, and, and I, I have a feeling you agree with this, you don't it's cool but um that small business is really what's reviving the economy that you know these are really the, the companies that can be agile in this kind of an economy are the ones that really have the edge yes and you know the president's shining a light on the i think two million people have been you know hired in the past couple of months and or so many months and yes i mean we are nimble if i need to hire someone like i'm a good example i'm about to bring on a virtual assistant. Now, I haven't right. had, you know, that position filled for a while, and I'm just thrilled to death that I'm going to have somebody who's going to be helping me, you know, book guests for the Tech Essential show and and um, just, you know, help me because we're right. busy. We're busy again. The phone's ringing, and we're doing several production projects, and, you know, we need help, so we're going to be right. hiring. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So so I, I know we said top ten, and I definitely want to get to the top ten, but if I had to ask you for the top three <laughs> ideas from the book, what, could, could you narrow it down like that? Would you say there are three that stand out? Um, yeah, and, you know, it's funny. The list I gave you, I mean, I'm always changing the list <laughs> depending on the day, but I would say the top three um, that we can cover quickly. Um I would actually start with idea one and idea two. Idea one is always deal with decision makers. And to me, that was a life-changing um, revelation because um, we are—we have a unique company. Our clients are Fortune 100 and Fortune 500 companies that are trying to serve small business owners. And, you know, often those companies are, I mean, they're fabulous clients, but they move slowly and it's confusing as to how, who's really in charge. So I've learned, you know, from the minute I started my company in 1991 that you you really need to aim high and try to deal with a person who can say yes. And it sounds basic and easy, but it's it's tough. <laughs> it's difficult. <laughs> Uh, but the higher you go up the food chain and the decision chain, the quicker projects will get approved and the more seamless and smooth they will be. So I think, you know, trying to, no matter what relationship, business relationship you're in, just try to figure out, you know, who the person is that can actually write the check. And if not, you're going to waste a lot of time bumbling around with, you know, middle managers who can't say yes. And that's one of the biggest frustrations, I think, that business owners who are their sales force, you know, fine, because they spend all that time with someone, and then the person says, well, now I need to take it, you know, to my boss, you know, right. so to speak. And they just think, oh, well, here we go. And they, they wonder why they can't get an answer. And that's why, because they're dealing with the wrong person. Right. And then, um, you know, one thing I point out in the 201 Great Ideas book in this one idea is that, 
you definitely want to have buy-in at the top level because if not, um, when you come yeah. in as a consultant or an outside vendor, there's always this internal battle, you know, the not invented here syndrome. So if if the middle, if the people who are dealing with you day to day aren't told clearly by their manager or supervisor, we like Jane. You need to work with Jane. <laughs> this is it. Right. Um, then you're you're just stymied. You'll go nowhere. It'll just become a, a lesson in aggravation. So I think again, it's it's really important. And even um, when people say, you know, I how do you get to these people? How do you get to the top? I mean, right. Um, I just share a lot of reporters' tips, which are you know, actually call someone on the phone, not email them. Call them early <laughs> in the day. Wait, can you oh, say that again? Day, or, or late in the, you know, after six when assistants yeah. and gatekeepers are gone, send a good old-fashioned letter right. to the president or chairperson of the company. And if it if there has any interest, it will trickle down. And nothing, I mean, we've gotten amazing projects because I've written to the top, top person who puts a sticky note on my letter and or my pitch you know, my package right. hands it, you know, sends their minions off to the head of marketing and all of a sudden the marketing person is saying, well, I guess if, you know, the chairman of the board likes her idea, we better move on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that would Perfect. be, I think, number one. Okay. Um, and number two sort of keys off that, and this one, it always gets a lot of laughs when I'm discussing it or speaking about it. But number two is never work with anyone who gives you a headache or a stomachache. <laughs> and well, now I know I, I get the laugh. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is my motto. Life is too short with people who make you miserable. To work with people yeah. who make you miserable. And you know what it's like when you're in a toxic relationship, <laughs> whether personal or professional, that you're, the project or the the outcome is going to not be positive if you're dealing with somebody who you're struggling, you know, in this person-to-person relationship. So, I mean, again, we've walked away from many lucrative, seemingly amazing projects because I had a bad feeling about the people we'd be dealing with or we put a toe in the water, signed a contract, you know, moved forward on phase one, and then it became, you know, the nightmare, and so I have to, you know, I truly believe, I mean, I've I've profiled thousands of successful entrepreneurs through the years, and this is their watchword as well. Just do not work with people who make you sick. And so one of the things that these business owners really have to embrace is it's okay to walk away from the money, that that the money that you think is going to be there. Because, frankly, if these people give you, you know, are difficult to work with, they're never going to pay you enough that it's going to be worth it. Exactly. And the other thing is when you eliminate these toxic influences. Yeah. Funny, I have this presentation I was doing last year called Business is Great Except for the People. (laughs) And it was all about how to, you know, get move away from toxic relationships because what happens, Diane, is when you get eliminate the toxic relationships, you make space for the positive relationships. And all right. of a sudden, everything shifts, like the universe shifts in your direction because you're not wasting time, losing sleep, grinding your teeth, you know, all those things we do. Exactly. And, um, you know, I have to say now the um, team I'm working with at Microsoft, you know, we love working with them. Yeah. They're smart and fun and, you know, tremendously creative and it's just been a win-win-win and so that's you know we've walked away from other projects to put more attention to this because we love working with the people there yeah and it really does it it um multiplies you know that kind of positive energy multiplies just like negative energy i mean you know it's it's the same rule and you want to i mean i just love it and thanks so much for saying it that it opens up space for the really good relationships, which are the ones that you want. Right. And then it just, you know, and then it it also, it just works. I mean, everything yeah. goes smoother. You're more energized, you you know, and it just opens more doors. And um, and I just, I know it's hard, and I know people are listening to us saying, but I'm tiny, and I only have three yeah. clients, and I can't walk away. And, I mean, I, I will never forget, I met an insurance agent who came up to me after I was you know, 
talking about this topic, and he came up and he said, I was the most miserable person on earth. I hated my clients. You know, they were just driving me nuts. And then he said, um, I'm going to go out tomorrow and start walking away from these three specific clients, you know, insurance customers that I just can't deal with anymore. And then we followed up with him three months later, and he said, you would not believe you know, the joy that came into my life, not only from wow. getting them out of my insurance office, but all of a sudden I had time and space to go out on new sales calls, and I've more than replaced those three crabby clients. <laughs> right. Right. Great example. It's It could not be more true. Could not be more true. Okay, and the third um, top idea? Um Let's see. There's, there's, you know, it's kind of my baby. They're they're all my little babies in the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you can give us the tap down. <laughs> we can keep going. Oh, here's a good one. Um, for many freelancers, having a place to meet is a challenge. And great idea number thirteen is, you know, set up meetings with your clients in elegant public places. And you know I can you know I you can parachute me into any city in the United States and I can figure out the nicest hotel, the quietest lobby, the uh-huh. restaurant that doesn't push you out. <laughs> who has the Wi-Fi, the free Wi-Fi? Who has the nicest um, facilities when you're running around? <laughs> right. How can you just crash into the ladies' room and not be thrown out? But I think <laughs> um, you know because a lot of people work at home or they have a very modest office. So, you know, if they're keeping their overhead low, you need to meet your clients outside of your personal space. Right. So, um, and I also, I love to, um, you know, if if you can't, either your clients or prospective customers don't have the time or you don't have the budget for a full meal, I'm a huge fan of uh, afternoon tea or coffee. Just, you know. Ah, good. Sure. Skip skip the fancy stuff and... uh, and I think the nicer hotel, the better. I mean, if you walk in, dress nicely, and act like you belong, you will rarely get tossed out of a fine hotel. Well, see, that's so interesting because I agree with you completely, and I think it's the same mentality when p- pitching to the very top of an organization. You have to believe you belong there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that same whole, you know, viewpoint about yourself that that you have purpose that you have a reason to be there that it's a good reason that you um you know are adding value in some way in in you know that that might end up being sort of this overlying idea mm-hmm. right. but you know these small businesses really need to embrace it and it's hard i mean you know i get it that you think well i'm just little but you know we live in a different world where little is really good Yes, exactly. We're nimble. We have low overheads, and uh, yeah. get the work done. Right, exactly. Right. Um, I, are you familiar with Marilyn Landis from um, Basic Business Concepts? Hmm. No, the the name's familiar, but what is her? Well, she she does like virtual CFO kind of stuff, and um, and she's always being quoted on you know Fox and. CNN and and all of these and going down to Congress, going down to D.C. to talk about small business and um, money, you know, the credit crunch and, you know, what what the issue is. And um, and she and I are writing an article about this new economy that we, you know, we're each bringing our different expertise to this idea that we live in a completely new economy where it's really better to be small and all the advantages we have. And when you said the thing about, you know, that you're hiring a virtual assistant, it made me think of it then as well because this is this economy. You know, this, this is the way you can you can behave like a big company without all the overhead, without the staff, without the building, you know, with the fixtures and the furniture and all that, as long as your mindset's in the right place, which you mentioned, you know, this whole thing about it's about mindset. Right. And also, if, you, you know, your work needs to, Speak for itself, and um, I know our clients appreciate that. Um, you know, when I'm doing my production and put, putting teams together, you know, I, I rarely fly in more than one person. You know, there's one producer who I adore that I work with on almost everything, and I'll take her on the road. And I have a marketing strategist that I travel with, um, but 
you know, it's there's talented people everywhere. Right. So if if you can just get you know prove to your clients that you've got the greatest talent, the greatest energy, you know, um, ideas and new strategies, they 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 don't care that you have a fancy office. In fact, I started out as a white collar crime reporter and for years always associated beautiful swanky offices with <laughs> criminal intent. <laughs> So if if I walk into your small business and you have, you know, plush carpet and suede furniture and a Mercedes out front, I'm really going to start doing an investigative report on your company. That's a riot. That's a good point. It's very interesting. You need all the trappings. You just have to act professional and exceed everyone's expectations. Okay, so, but, and speaking about talent, you know, what, what, what can small business owners do to really attract and keep talent, you know, when they they can't really pay a lot? I mean, is one of the avenues, I'm assuming that one of the avenues is pulling people in as you need, you know, having sort of this pool of freelancers. But, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think, you know, one great advantage is, you know, the the economic downturn is it just forced, you know, millions of fantastic people out into the streets. <laughs> Yeah. And uh there and you know price points have fallen. I mean, you can hire some pretty amazingly talented people for in a quite, you know, cost-effective manner. So, um the other thing is for former corporate um executives and employees, it's it's almost like a dream come true when you tell them, you know, you can work at home 2 days a week. Uh you can work virtually. You don't yeah. need to buy 10 suits. You know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a cultural shift, and once they get over the idea of that there's not an assistant and a facilities person and, you know, they're making their own coffee and, you know, pitching in, um, it's just you can really pay, you know, a reasonable amount and and offer somebody flexibility in exchange for, you know, a huge benefits package. I mean, that time is money for people. And I think um, we've just been able, you know, in fact, the marketing person I'm working with was the CEO of a company and things, you know, turned around. And, I mean, that's incredible. I mean, she's a marketing genius and was running a a large women's um, organization. And and now Tracy's working with me. So, you know, it's really a huge, you know, probably wasn't a happy time when when, – she parted company with her her big her past employer, but you know their loss is certainly our gain. Right, exactly. Right, and, and interestingly, probably for her in a lot of ways, because she, like you said, she gets some of those benefits that you don't necessarily get working at a big company. It's more rigid. You know, you get the money, but you don't get the flexibility and the time and the sometimes the ability to have a greater impact. Right, and now. Yeah. Um, no, it just works out great. She she has her own consulting practice, and we're taking you know a chunk of her time, but certainly opening new doors. And um, I get tremendous feedback. I mean, she's responsible for all the uh, marketing and demand generation for the Tech Essentials pro- project. And you know, she probably would have been hired directly by Microsoft because how would they have found her? <laughs> you know, but right. I brought her in and said, you know, she is fantastic this is her sweet spot she's developed an online marketing toolkit you know a, a kit of material that we send to associations and say it's cut and paste you know help us um, promote this information to your members and look at this easy you know quick and easy way to to get the information out i mean we do everything for the groups wow so um and I've never heard of anything like that. And she yeah. developed this whole thing, and it's tremendously cost-effective for everybody. And and we're all busy. And when somebody says, "Here, t- here's the information. Cut it and paste <laughs> it into your own newsletter." Exactly right. That's that. right. Excellent. Very good. Um, great. So I, I want to um, take a quick break and just remind everyone who's listening that today's show is sponsored by Zarka Financial. Zarka Financial offers a full range of planning services for individuals, employees, and business owners across Northeast Ohio. And you can visit www.zarkafinancial.com, and Zarka is spelled S-Z-A-R-K-A. 
visit zarkafinancial.com for details on how they can help you grow your business. Also, if you'd like to participate in today's conversation and you're in the chat room, uh, just type something in and I will share it with our guest, Jane Applegate. Uh, if you're on the phone and there's something you'd like to say, you can press 1 and that will let me know that you'd like to share. So, this is so great. I, I just uh, you know, appreciate so much this information because I think um, everything we've talked about so far it is so great for this audience to hear. You know, it reminds them of the things that they think they know, and it tells a lot of them things that they didn't realize about how they can be uh, participating. You know, uh, on a on a somewhat um, grander scale. Um, I do want to ask you a question about um, technology because you were just talking about you know, this whole thing that Tracy created and this cut and paste and making it really easy for these people to participate. And and I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about not specific technology, but about why having the right technology is important for small business growth. Well, I think, you know, right now more than ever, if you're not taking advantage of all the tools and um, equipment and platforms and apps and, I mean, you're crazy. I mean, you're really missing huge opportunities. Um, and I think one way to sort of start, because it is overwhelming, is um, like, for instance, Great Idea 69, number 69, is a, is a quick technology checkup. And basically, um, it's just a few questions you ask yourself. And the first one is, what do you need to be more productive? You know, what, think of yourself as the business owner or manager. And then what do your employees need to be more productive if you have people? And then you do the research. And then the most important part is the third part, which is where you ask your customers, clients, and suppliers how they, you know, what what things they use to be productive. Um, And you can survey people. You can call them up, you know, and just get a sense of what's working for other people. I mean, Peer influence is enormously um, powerful in the small business yeah. world. You know, I, I'll look at your phone and say, you know, what's that? Is that a Windows phone? What kind of phone is that? Right. Uh, you know, so, you know, asking other um, compatible or competitive business owners even, you know, what works for you. Um, and to do the research, to really do your homework, because you can waste a lot of time and money on gadgets yeah. and gizmos and that kind of stuff that, is going to be just a waste of time. So I think it's really important. And if you can't afford a tech consultant to, you know, maybe sit down with someone, do a review that will let you figure out, you know, how to invest your resources. And also I I think a huge part of this, Diane, is to look at what's not appropriate. So I I really kind of go crazy when people say, oh, I just hired a full-time social media assistant. And I look at them and I say, are you J-Lo? <laughs> are you Angelina Jolie? I mean, why do you need that person? Um, you know, you're you're making gaskets in Ohio or something. Right. Do your clients, are they on Facebook? Are they on Twitter all day? Uh, so I think, you know, it's really important to step back and say, this is all great stuff. These platforms and applications are phenomenal. But do they fit my market? Are my clients and customers, is this the right way to communicate with them? And it's, you know, it's the same thing for actual equipment and technology. You think about, you know, let's say your intellectual property is incredibly important. You're an attorney or a doctor or a dentist, and patient records are critical. I mean, God forbid something happens to those records. So then you put into your tech plan. You know, it's great to store everything in the cloud, but, you know, maybe I need a server in my office that's just like a safe, <laughs> a yeah. safe house for all my information. So, again, you know, it's it's very specific, and it depends on your business and what you need to be successful. Well, and I think, and it's so great. I, I so appreciate that information, and one of, the, one of the most valuable parts of that was that, that it really, you know, it has to make sense where you are in your business that you can't get caught up in, well, this is what everyone else is doing. Or, you know, when you, like when you said that thing about, you know, people ask each other about their stuff and asking other people is great, but it still has to translate back to what your needs are in your business. Um, 
and, and I would go so far as to saying beyond technology, you know, I, I knew a, a man who had a home-based business, and we were all sitting around with a mind-sharing sort of, you know, mastermind sort of group, and he said um, that he needed to hire, he needed to rent space and hire a secretary, and we all looked at him and said, like, why? <laughs> well, because that's what I need. Okay, well, there wasn't really a substantive answer out of that, except that that's, for him, I think that would have meant that he was successful, you know, if he had those things. Mm-hmm. But he was, but his clients weren't coming to him, you know, they weren't coming to his space. He was going to them. So that was more of a, this is what I believe in my mind, as opposed to from a strategic standpoint, This, these are the things I really need. Right, and also, you know, there's so many things that are very affordable. Um, for instance, I was a really early adopter of the uh, this little uh, Wi-Fi card called a MiFi. And the thing is, a lot of people have an individual Wi-Fi, you know, that they always have with them. So if they can't get online at a hotel or Starbucks or whatever. Yeah. But because I run a production company and I'm often with clients, Mine supports five users, and believe me, uh-huh. that has saved the day. <laughs> I've been on a book tour in a bank when we couldn't get on the network, and the marketing person I was traveling with during that tour was frantic because she had a lot of work to do while I was signing books, and I just handed her this little Verizon thing and said, here, it's fine. It supports five people. Sit there and do your work while I'm visiting with your clients. <laughs> So, um, and again, you know, that's incredibly yeah. cost effective. I think it's, you know, was something like $50 for the device and $35 a month for the card, I mean, for the yeah. service. Yeah. So, again, that's something that's very specific, very affordable, just perfectly fits my needs as a busy, on-the-run, you know, producer and speaker. So, Absolutely. You, know, you don't have to spend a fortune Right. stuff you don't need. So that's why this tech checkup is important. Um, there's all kinds of really great online tools. Like, for instance, if you are trying to figure out what kind of server to buy, there's like a server selector tool that you can get on a Microsoft site. So, I mean, there's just so many places to go for information so you can narrow it down and not be wasting time and money. Right, because other people have done the legwork for you. Exactly. You know, on all those websites, you know, Microsoft and CNET and, and all those websites where there's people who have gone out and they've, like, I'm on um, Google Plus and there's, oh, Chris Voss, I think is who it is, is constantly checking out all the latest and greatest stuff and then commenting on it mm-hmm. on, you know, on it, publicly on Google Plus. So I don't have to do any of it. You know, I can just go right. read his stuff and, and know that he's done, you know, the the lion's share of the legwork, I just got to figure out if it's anything that pertains to my business. Right, exactly. So I think that's one thing when people get overwhelmed and start feeling anxious about technology, um, they just need to step back and say, you know, again, the questions, what do I need to more to be more productive? Um, what are my, the people I work with, my team, my employees, my freelancers, whatever, how do, how do I communicate with right. them? information around and then the most important thing is asking your clients and customers and vendors you know how should we how do we do this you know do you need access to company information should we be building um you know a password protected part of our website you know can should i give you access you know to our server where you can go and check the information and have the most um up-to-date you know versions of order forms and brochures and company information, you know, what's protected, what's not protected. It's, you know, it doesn't take that long to just calm down and, and take it back to the basics. Right, 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 right. So so we're going to move off of technology in just a second and talk about some other things. But before we do, are these the kinds of things that you talk about on your show on Tech Essentials? Yes, actually, the, the really fun and exciting part about this new show is um, I have produced many small business shows that are sort of cable, you know, they've been cable shows, they're at a fixed time, generally crack of dawn on a weekend, <laughs> and, and you know, not huge ratings because, you know, there are people that get up and want to watch something on a Saturday or Sunday, but one thing I was very uh, clear about when I you know, kind of pitch this idea to Microsoft is that, first of all, it should be available online 24-7. So, 
So, you know, any time of the day or night you can watch this um, show. And it, it looks and feels like a, a regular cable TV show, but uh, we're also making it more segmented. And basically, because, again, I'm not a super-duper tech expert, but I'm a great reporter and I know what small business owners need, so it's demystifying technology. So we have um, some, you know, we have case studies where we, um, I interview actual business owners and what their problems were and how they solved them. Um, we're really excited for the next episode. We're actually shooting a third of the show at the Small Business Technology Summit, which is a great, uh, it's the seventh annual one. It's if anyone can get get over to New York City on March 6th. It's a, it's a really fun show, and there's experts and trade, you know, booths trade show booths, and we're actually setting up a studio on the trade show floor, and people will come in and tell their stories, and then I'll be interviewing experts that we'll put into later episodes of the show. Oh, how great. Yeah, so it's very practical, pragmatic. Yeah. Um, great. And then we also, you know, have, you know, just um, a segment where we actually demystify a particular product or technology. So, for instance, I had no idea the, on the first episode uh, we had a an expert who showed me, you know, in a few-minute segment, how you can access company information from your phone that's secured on your server. And it was a bit, you know, I had no idea. He p- pulled out his phone and said, you know, I can change passwords, I can change access. Wow. Because business owners are on the run. Yeah. So, I mean, even if you're not buying this particular product, you you would watch this and say, that's amazing. I had no idea you could do that. Right. <laughs> so it's you know, um, you know we're we're thrilled for the the support um, you know from Microsoft as the main sponsor. But the show, you know, I can assure people it's it's got a lot of um, practical information, and we're very excited about taking it on the road to uh, Ramon Ray's Small Business Technology Summit. And he's actually oh the other thing is we have experts who will be cycling through and he does Ramon who's a small business tech journalist does some great just quick tips you know in a couple of minutes he's got a big personality and great information so we're going to be having just a series of experts and even if you have five minutes you know if you go to myfirstserver.com you can see Ramon's tips and you know he's funny and educational and you know it's just again it's demystifying technology for for business owners so great it's so and it's so needed i mean with everything going on and happening so quickly and you know new stuff every time you turn around and new words you know like that whole cloud thing you know which is just a new word for things that have been going on for you know a, a little while it's, it's hard to keep up and keep up with your business at the same time you know? right and that's something interesting too i mean i when i was doing research and learning about you know data storage I mean, people literally think the cloud is, you know, something up in the clouds. And, you know, and I say, you know, I'm not an expert on this, but I can tell you that that your data is on a a machine. It's it's on a physical. I'm not highly technical, but, right. But it's in a giant, you know, facility with other people's stuff. Right. but yeah, I mean, <laughs> even the the terminology and um, and then you know we could do a whole show on the whole I know smartphone apps. My God, yeah, boy, seven hundred thousand now. Yeah, and uh, with more people, you know, right, creating them every day. And again, you know, I I was reluctant to get a smartphone, and and it was actually my husband who said. You're not going on your book tour with that old clunker phone. <laughs> wow, <phone>. smart. Good. <laughs> so, uh, Good. you know, I think we all have hesitancy about trying new technology and people think it's confusing. And Right. But this is when you need a college-aged person <laughs> to be your tech support person. Exact, or high school. It's yeah, so it's true. I mean, because they're, they're not afraid of anything. That, that's why. You know, they're not afraid of breaking it. If they do, they can fix it. Exactly. So, okay, so let's talk about some more great ideas for business. We've we've covered some really great ones so far. I just want to make sure that we yeah, hit up some other highlights. What else have you, do you think? Uh, or? Well, the the fun part about the book is it's divided by topics that are you know really important to business owners. So you want to 
Should I throw one out about um, marketing? Yes. Okay. Well, I would say that um, I think anytime you can offer a free sample or do a demonstration of your product, I think it's really, really effective. And uh, we just did a fun project. We did a makeover contest for a client, and the one of the winners um, was a baker, a brownie baker in Connecticut. And, you know, there's thousands of people trying to bake and get into Whole Foods and all that. And she succeeded because she started doing these in-store sampling programs. And she said, just let me in the store with a box of my brownies and just watch what happens. And she just signed up, you know, a bunch of Northeast Whole Foods stores to distribute her brownies. Wow, really? And um, so, again, you know, if you can offer a free sample, a free trial. I mean, I've written about companies that make giant pieces of equipment for, you know, factories. And this one company I profiled a few years ago would actually install the pneumatic something or other, you know, bring it over to your factory and leave it for 30 days. And what do you think happened most of the time? The people kept it. Of course. No, they fell in love with the machine and they let it go. So I think that's, again, a really a great idea that can apply to anyone, um, you know, no matter what you're doing. Think of a way to offer a trial offer, a free sample, a gift with purchase, you know, an in-store demonstration, because once people t- taste or test your product, they're more likely to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good, good. That's one. Um I'm also a huge fan of um, in-store events. Um, I think if for the people who have retail shops, um, if I just wrote a story and, and covered an Oscar party in uh, a tiny town in Vermont where um, the owner of the store does a lot of business selling party clothes, uh, lots of sparkly dresses, vintage and consignment. And so this Oscar party, I mean, more than 200 people showed up in the middle of nowhere, Vermont, (laughs) to dress in their finery and walk down a red carpet. And we had our video crew was covering it. I mean, it was hilarious. And the owner, you know, I wrote a column for Open Forum about it. Uh, The store is called Revolution. And... For for months, the woman who owns the shop, Kim, is promoting, you know, buy your Oscar sparkles at Revolution and then come down for this free party where she puts up a screen, shows the Oscars, and nobody's really paying attention to the Oscars because the party's so much fun. Right, <laughs> right. Then, uh, she has balloting and gives out her own set of awards. And... It's just become legendary. I mean, you, it was, you couldn't even get in the door. It was so crowded and so much. Wow. So, again, if you've got any way to draw people in, and, and I think another great idea is to do something good for the community. You know, have a clothing drive or a food drive or just put a barrel in front of your store and say, you know, bring canned goods because we're giving them to the homeless shelter. Um, you know, just phys- do something physical in the space you have to market your business. It's it's virtually free, and it generates enormous goodwill. Yeah, yeah, that's huge, huge. Okay, yeah. that's great. I think another one, too, is there's no excuse at all not to have video clips on your website. You know, Oh, I was going to ask you to talk about video. I mean, I'm prejudiced because I own a production company, but, you know, I just did a little testimonial for a friend who shot me talking about her great, how great she was with a flip cam, and, you know, three minutes later it was posted on her new website. Yeah. So, you know, if you've got any kind of a smartphone with video capability, you are a producer. <laughs> and, um, you know, video testimonials are great. You know, ask people, ask your customers and clients to say something quick and nice and positive and everybody loves to see themselves on quote yeah um i think photos are really important um so easy to take and upload pictures and you know people like to see who they're doing business with i mean we have on the applegate group site we have little 
nice portraits and short descriptions of the people that we work with. And when yeah. people check out the company, they're like, oh, that's Tracy Long, the the genius marketing person. <laughs> so I think it's important to uh, refresh the content. I mean, you don't have to go crazy. I'm not in yeah. favor of, you know, daily uploads of 18 million Twitter messages. <laughs> Um, but I think, you know, your company website should showcase projects and links, you know, to whatever you can share that's appropriate. Yeah, great. Great, great, great. Oh, these are great. And I'm so, it's so funny that you brought up that video because that was – I'd written myself a little note that I wanted to ask you about that because it does seem to be – I mean, you're so right that people like to know who they're doing business with and what better way for them to get a sense of you – than for them to be able to see you and hear you speaking to them. You know, right. it's, it's incredible marketing. Yes, and it's, you know, you can so easily post um, videos on Vimeo and YouTube and embed them. I mean, it's just, you know, even right. I'm learning how to do that. And if I can figure it out, I can figure it out. Um, and again, the you know, these how-to tips, you know, on the Tech Essentials show, you know, some of them, we have these guest experts, and they're just two and three minutes. And, you know, yeah. it's a bite-sized bit of information that's really, you know, meaty. That's that's not just buy my stuff. You know, it's yep. go on the site. You'll see Ramon talking about, you know, all these things you need to know. And then I, I do a, a tech checkup. Um, so, again, you know, give people information, and they will, you know, be appreciative. And it also showcases your brilliance. Exactly. Exactly. It's that sharing your expertise. Yep. Yes. Great. Um, good, good. Okay. And then I know yeah. one thing you do, yeah. I think, is, you know, the whole sort of seminar idea, you know, give people mm-hmm. a taste of I'm a huge fan of, you know, like a short breakfast seminar where you buy people breakfast because they're more likely to show up for breakfast than a lunch. Yep. And in the marketing section, I've got a whole thing on how to Position yourself as an expert and um, sponsor a seminar and um, give people just, you know, a little taste of your fabulousness and then, um, you know, sign them up for something where they pay you. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, interestingly, one of the things I tell people is if if you're the kind of person who doesn't want to get up in front of you, you just said something that made me think of this. You know, if, if you're the person who doesn't really want to get up in front of a room full of people, bring an expert in mm-hmm. and right. and then invite people to hear them and you yes. are sponsoring, you know, that conversation. That That's a great give. Right. You know, right. you're giving to two groups of people, right? The person mm-hmm. who is the expert and to your clients and contacts. Right. And then another quick thing, since we're heading to a trade show, I mean, I'm a huge fan of, you know, no matter what you do once a year, you better get yourself to your industry meeting. Um, oh, operating good. in a vacuum is the surefire path to disaster. So um, you should go to a trade show. I mean, I just, my big investment last year was to go to a national TV programmers convention. Wow. Um, and it did, didn't hurt that it was Miami and in July, in uh, January, <laughs> but it was really important. I made some great contacts. I got great ideas for the um, Tech Essential show. I'm hoping you know we might be able to migrate that to cable TV at some point. And it was really important. You know, it was an investment. It was three days in an expensive hotel. I also think you should not stay you know 45 minutes away. Being in the yeah. elevator and being in the in the show hotel is critical for networking. And also, um, another quick tip is to invite potential clients or clients or customers to meet you um, at the show. So, I mean, you can't really get them in, but it shows that you're a player. It shows that you're serious about what you're doing. So I set up meetings around that show, and it was really helpful. And I learned a lot, and I also, you know, signed up to attend most, you know, as many seminars and workshops as I could pack in. Because it was like getting a little, you know, mini master's degree in right. what's selling in television and what the new technologies are. Wow. Being out there and going to a trade show and then, you know, really working the show, having a plan. Um, another quick thing is a lot of people say, but I can't afford it. It's expensive. You know, you can 
volunteer and also even if you have to get a job working for the event management company just get there get yourself there and get in the oh, that's interesting yep especially if it's a smaller like professional meeting you can of course you should be a member of the national group whatever it is and then say right. you know, i'm happy to work the registration desk for one day if i can attend sessions you know the second day so be creative. Very good. Be creative. Very good. Be present. <laughs> right on. And one last great idea before we close the show. Um, I think my sort of new favorite idea is to really try to take an hour a day for yourself. I mean, when you're wearing all the hats and working extremely, extremely hard, you can't burn out, and most entrepreneurs are incredibly exhausted all the time. So, and I'm not, you know, people say, "Oh, Jane, I don't have an hour." Well, here's the the scoop: break it into three 20-minute breaks. Aha! Uh-huh. So maybe it's a little extra walk in the morning. Definitely some sort of lunch break. Do not eat at your desk. I mean, it's just terrible for your health. Get up, walk around the block. You know, I come up with my best ideas when I'm taking a break and then in the late afternoon or early evening you know it could be 20 minutes little yoga little meditation something athletic just you know really really keep yourself healthy and strong because if you start falling apart your business is going to falter boy there's no question and one thing i would add to that that i learned um sort of towards the end of last year is that especially when you're a home-based business like I am, so you could technically work from the minute you get up in the morning to the minute you go to bed at night to not do it, you know, to say, right. okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop at five o'clock, you know, and right. yeah, I may answer emails in the evening or I may research or listen to a webinar or something, but for the most part, I'm done. Right. At, at five o'clock, I'm going to spend family time. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to do yoga. Go for a walk. Do Everything else, and it actually, I find, for me, I get more done Yes, yes. in my business because I haven't stretched my day out so long thinking, oh, I can get to that. You know, I've got time. Yeah, no, you need, you, absolutely, it's a great tip. You need to have office hours. And um, I also think that another quick thing is to try to wean yourself from being, addic- being addicted to checking your email every five minutes. I mean, oh, yeah, that is a, good one. a trauma surgeon or... The president, I mean, you can unplug <laughs> and actually get some work done and check it every yeah. two hours. Shocking. Yeah. But yeah. it works, you know. And yeah. Or check it on a schedule um, where you check it three times a day. But don't, because people just say, I can't get any work done on, on email all day. Well, hello. Right. Time to boost your productivity by not checking your email every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a simple thing. Mm-hmm. And yet it works. Oh, my gosh, this was so great. Uh, do me a favor and tell me the website for Tech Essentials and for, well, I've got the Applegate Group, right? It's the applegategroup.com. Yes, I'm gonna that's our, type. our company site, and I would love if people would check out. We have Episode 1, and it's really easy to remember. It's myfirstserver.com, www.myfirstserver.com. And um, you can see Ramon Ray's tech tips. You can watch all or part of the show. Um, we have a really fun interactive part where people can write in to be featured as guests. So fill out the Tell Your Story form. Um, we have a free Tech Essentials checkup. You can download it instantly. And we're also giving away a free server every few months. So wow. <laughs> it's a fun site. And um, and very excited we'll be shooting Episode two at the Small Business uh, Technology Summit. Yeah, March. How great! So we're taking the show um, on the road. How can people get your book? Um, I would say first try your local bookseller, and if not, Amazon.com or um, Barnes and Noble. Both have it, and it'll be delivered expeditiously. And it's a paperback. It's it's also you can download it um, on Kindle and iPad. So if you're into digital books, just go to the um, Kindle store or the iTunes store and buy it there. Wow, so great. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. And to all of you who listened in, thank you as well. 
I'd like to also thank our sponsor, Zarka Financial. Please visit uh, www.zarkafinancial.com, and Zarka is spelled S-Z-A-R-K-A, uh, to learn more about their services for individuals and business owners. Our next show will be on March 12th when Ron Baker will be talking with us about the top 10 ways employees steal from their employers. And in this day and age, it's a good thing to know about uh, and ways actually that you can avoid it and prevent it from happening to you. Uh, as always, if you know someone who would be a good guest on the show or if you have a topic that you'd like us to explore Please uh, let me know. You can um, reach out to me via the show page or you can email me at my website and let me know what you're thinking. Uh, I would like to thank everyone. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful couple of weeks, and we'll see you again on March 12th. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change Podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.